0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Helping you unwind after a long day of work.
0: I think he's kind of a boob. can't really take the day off as a person. can't go out there and be a moron.
1: It doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. Eating your food. On WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: Alright, we got a little half hour of nightcap here tonight, leading you into. I mean, just the best game that you could possibly ask for, right? Monday Night Football, the Jets, and the Patriots.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
0: Joe Flacco and Cam Newton. Two once thought I mean once upon a time, this's been a pretty good quarterback matchup, actually. At least decent. Once upon a time is Five years ago? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe yeah. longer. How long
0: has it been since Joe Flacco was like a quality starter in the league? Has it been five years? Has it
1: been since the Super Bowl?
0: Was he even when he won the Super he Bowl? He was in the run-up to was, the Super Bowl. At, at least right. during
1: those playoffs, he was without question an elite quarterback. Before what? and after that, I mean...
0: What did we think? Yeah, I was going to say, what did we think of, going in, of him going into those playoffs? Like before he would have played in that playoff run where he just went bonkers.
1: I would always classify him as a step behind Matt Stafford. Okay, like a me too, but like ahead of Andy Dalton, you know, maybe the absolute average quarterback of the NFL was Joe Flacco.
0: I think that's where I would have had him too. I would have never thought of him as someone that could win a Super Bowl. By the way, since he went on that run, four and0 in the 2012 playoffs, Won the Super Bowl, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, zero picks. He's only played in two playoff games since. That's an eight-year period. Man. Now, he hasn't been a starter, well, at least this year and last year for the most part. Um, he got benched the year before that for Lamar Jackson. But it's been a while. Joe DiBiase and uh, Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap, by the way. We have a brief edition of the show tonight because our running at Football coverage starts at 7.30. Kickoff is at 8.15. Is there anything interesting about this game? Maybe that it is, you know, if New England, something interesting could happen. Now, that would require the Patriots losing this football game. And then I already have kind of thrown them out in terms of, like, they are no threat to the Bills, one. And I don't think they're a threat to even make the playoffs. Right now, you're looking at that 5-6-7 spot, 6-7-8 six, seven, six, seven, right now in the conference, which, with the top seven making it is 5-3. The Raiders, the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Colts, actually, too. That's four teams at 5-3. and three. They would need to catch all but one of them. And they're three games back?
1: I just don't see it happening.
0: So I'm throwing them out not just for the Bills and the division, but for the playoffs. If they lost tonight, they are in serious contention for the top pick. Absolutely. Or at the very least, a top three pick. I don't know if you saw me tweeting about this yesterday. But I have got a doomsday scenario, a very unlikely, a very unrealistic doomsday scenario for the Bills in terms of what the rest of their division is this upcoming season. And it would involve the other three teams in the AFC East getting the top three picks in the upcoming draft. Now, I preface that with yesterday, hey, Tua would have to look pretty darn bad for Miami to even consider drafting one of those three quarterbacks with the Houston Texans pick and the Houston is now what 3 and 6 maybe 3 3 and 5 maybe 2 Jackson and 6 it. 2 and 6 yes thank you so Tua would have to look bad Tua looked pretty good yesterday mm-hmm. you know not maybe lighting the world on fire yet to where Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow did but a step in the right direction for Tua that's enough about the conference though because we have plenty of time to talk about that the Bills won their marquee signature game in the Sean McDermott era, I think, yesterday. It's the easily the best team they've... Maybe not easily, but I think it's the best team they've beaten. We, we talked about earlier this year, maybe the Rams being the best team they would have beaten. Mm. Because when you think about their marquee wins before the 2020 season, who was it against? I think back to that, the first one maybe was in Atlanta... Early in the 2017 season, you had a good record, but you were just trying to find out, like, is this for real or not? And you're going on the road to a good Falcons team on the road, and you win that football game. Now, Atlanta turned out to not be so good. They went 7-9 and nine that season. Then, the next year, what's their marquee win in 2018? It's probably destroying the Minnesota Vikings yeah. early on. But that game is remembered more because of what the spread was.
1: Did the Did the Vikings even make the playoffs that year? No,
0: they went eight seven and one and they missed. And again, like that team didn't end up being that good. We remember the game because it was a stunner. Right. Like the Vikings were a sixteen point favorite, and the Bills, the other way, did they win by twenty? The Vikings didn't end up being good. Eight seven and one last year. What's their two marquee wins? Thanksgiving, which, r- respectably, was a signature win in its own right because it is in front of the country it is in the big spotlight of thanksgiving at dallas and the cowboys were at least in a playoff fight at the time but
1: and they can move the ball
0: yeah and right the offense was good prescott we know is a great quarterback i think we know he's at least a very good one they win that game dallas does not end up becoming a playoff team though they end up losing in a weak division to the eagles and that's been proven true this year, even before Prescott got, got hurt. I mean, the Cowboys looked like trash.
1: And their their win on, in Week 2 came on a ridiculous yeah. come-from-behind against uh, Atlanta. Right. And then the
0: other big win from last year, signature win, again, part of it was the spotlight. Sunday night football in Pittsburgh. Like, that's a big spotlight. And you beat the Steelers, who were in a playoff fight with you. Devlin Hodges at quarterback be damned. Like, they were in that playoff race. But Pittsburgh falls apart at the end. They lose their final three games. They finish the season at 8-8. Eight and eight. When had Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, too, when had they beaten an elite or even arguably elite team? I think the Rams, you were
1: at arguably elite. Now, I think... I don't think the Rams are elite. No, me neither. They're just a good team. A couple games later, what are they? Pretty pretty good? A team you probably don't want to play in the playoffs. Sure. They get there.
0: They're probably a playoff team. Yeah. So you beat a playoff team. That's respectable, and that's better than, to me, that's a better quality of opponent you had beaten before that. But Seattle, I mean, I needed this. I needed this to think of the Bills as a legitimate threat to the Kansas City Chiefs, or even a legitimate threat to to make it to the conference championship game. Because I think that's what we should be talking about. This division, Miami looks okay. But I think this division very likely could come down to the Bills just cruising the rest of the way and having Mm -hmm. to go 500. And if that's the case, I want to start thinking about something bigger. Because if that's in the bag, or even close to being in the bag, I want to start thinking about what you need to do to win a playoff game or win two playoff games. And what I needed to see to start thinking about that was them to beat a team, the quality of the Seattle Seahawks.
1: In the way they did it.
0: I was going to say, I, they did it with just, it was a gunfight, right? Like, you were throwing the football all over the place. You weren't winning 17-13, to 13 playing great defense. They played opportunistically defensively, but they won that football game because they can throw the ball with the best of them.
1: And it never really got close you know Seattle pulled within 7 but the bills marched right down the field and put up another touchdown in the uh, in the late fourth quarter in the early fourth quarter right like were you ever actually concerned
0: i don't know i wasn't not not in there the was never
1: half. a point in the game like there was with the rams when you gave up the lead and you now need josh allen to come from behind there was never that point, and it never really got all that concerning. Seattle made their push at the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. But really, you know, th- the Bills just shut them down. Any chance, any time Seattle got the ball, they started moving, the Bills just went down and did their own thing. It was beautiful. It never really got close. It wasn't really even a gunfight. Like, I like the uh, the analogy because of the uh, just the high-octane offense. Yep. But and Wilson did throw the ball all over the field, like he turned he turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he ended up at 390 and two touchdowns. Like when you're, he had like a 60 yard touchdown though in kind of garbageish time. Sure. That'll and didn't the, didn't the screen 14? go for 50 yards too at the at the, at the near the end of the fourth quarter too?
0: Oh, the Travis Homer play yeah. at the end. Yeah. So, so okay, there you go. Right. So there's 100 100 a hundred yards. Yeah. Okay. But like they were, can I at least say they were pretty good offensively? Sure. You see, like you still had to put up your points. Sure, absolutely. Like you couldn't have a day like they had many of last season. Last season, it felt like twenty-one points and you're good, and that's a lot of times what they did. Twenty-one points was not winning this football game. Like you needed to come out and have an offensive showing, especially against that defense. And for Josh Allen, against that team, and the defense matters. That it's you know the Seahawks are maybe an elite team, but their defense is not. Like that does matter. But to put up four fifteen and 3 and then add a rushing touchdown as well. Right. That just gives me so much confidence, not in that I'm banking on that in the playoffs, but knowing that against an opponent of that caliber and go back to the Miami game where he threw for 4-15-4, the Dolphins have started to look like a pretty respectable unit defensively. Now, Part of it is their turnover margin and less so their total defense. But their defense on the overall looks pretty good. Like, that's, that's not like a gimme game where, like, yeah, everybody's throwing for 300. Right. The Seattle one, a little bit more of that. But still, I mean, you've got those two games. To have any two games where you combine them and the guy's over 800 yards and seven touchdowns. That, those two games give me enough confidence that when they play the Chiefs, when they play the Ravens, when they play the Steelers, when they play the Titans again. Maybe I'm not banking on that version of Josh Allen to come out and just outright win me the football game because the rest of it almost doesn't matter because he's playing that well. But don't you feel like you know it's in there now? Oh, absolutely. And you at least know he's capable, and it could come out in a big game like that.
1: We're still pretty young, Bills fans, mid-20s. Have you ever seen a game where you said – afterwards definitively if they play this way they can win the Super Bowl I've never said it I've never even really thought it yesterday I thought it exactly I've never seen it before in you know there were a couple fun games that we're talking about in the Sean McDermott era the 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 Cowboys game was fun but I don't think we ever really thought of last year's team as being a Super Bowl contender a legitimate contender to win the whole thing our goal last year as bills fans was to win a playoff game you know maybe contend for the division be close at the end of the season and try to knock off a team like the texans uh in the playoffs that was the goal i think this moves the sticks in terms of what the goal is because if you play that way you can, you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, I thought of this for Seattle. They are absolutely a team you could, if you were, let's say, and we are jumping way ahead, but I'm okay with that because I like thinking on a macro scale, and that's, isn't that what we're trying to do here? Are we trying to win a Super Bowl ultimately? So we should be trying to figure out if this team is capable of doing that, not even if we'd pick them to do it, but are they capable of doing it? If they were to somehow get past all those teams in the AFC, including the Chiefs. Seattle is absolutely a team you could see in the Super Bowl. Yesterday, before any of the games, any of the 1 o'clock games, the Seahawks and the Buccaneers were the favorites to win the NFC Championship game. They were the favorites to win it. One day later, they are second and fourth in that category with the Saints and the Packers now leapfrogging in the odds. Suddenly, like the Seahawks are still up there. They're one of those top four teams. They're at least in the conversation. Like, they could represent the entire NFC in the Super Bowl. Right. And the Bills just whooped them. Like, didn't they? Like, the game, the score ends up being not too far off. But you just, I felt like there was this supreme confidence in me that Seattle was not going to catch up because the Bills just would not stop. And... You had to have it in the re- – I had it in the back of my mind a little bit because Russell Wilson is a guy that's come back so many times in his career. Like, he is the last quarterback you want on the other end of the field. And they have some
1: serious weapons.
0: Yeah. But it just never felt like Josh Allen throwing the ball like that and ha- them having the commitment to throw the ball like that was ever going to be stopped. Right. And I'm glad that the coaching staff has realized that, has recognized that, hey, when you are up big, even like up two, three scores – we need to still have our foot on the gas pedal because teams that decide, all right, we're up 17 on Seattle with you know with uh, f- 15 minutes to play, one quarter to go. Let's start churning clock. Let's start running the football. Those are the teams that get caught from behind. And Brian Dable yesterday calling as many passing plays as he did and continuing to show the willingness – to throw the football regardless of what the game script was even late I know they saw a small uptick in running but it wasn't like they just suddenly went ground and pound mm. like when you have that commitment from your coaching staff and the quarterback's playing like that that is that's the type of combination that keeps you in games with Kansas City that's I'm thinking so much about Kansas City
1: can you can you tell I think I've mentioned them four times Well isn't that the best today I mean if you're talking sure. about bigger goals that starts and ends with Kansas City. That's your goal, for sure. right? That that is where you want to be, and that's the team that needs to be knocked off the pedestal. So if you're talking about your larger goals, that's your goal is beating Kansas City. Mm-hmm.
0: And d- by the way, I have the odds open still for conference championship games. Chiefs are first. Do you know Do you know where the Bills are now? I mm-hmm. think last week I maybe mentioned this to you,
1: and they were sixth or seventh. My guess is they. Let me try to do this. I my guess is they would still be behind Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a, Tennessee and Baltimore.
0: They're above Tennessee. Above Tennessee. They are also comfortably above Tennessee. Chiefs and Steelers are kind of close. The Chiefs right now are plus 165 to win the AFC Championship game. The Steelers are plus 260. The Ravens are plus 500. Then come the Bills fourth at plus 850. Then, a big drop when you get to the Titans at plus 1,200. So, the betting community has now decided it's Chiefs and Steelers at the top. Then, the Ravens and Bills are maybe tier two. And then there's another drop. And then you get to Titans, Colts. And then there's Browns,
1: Raiders down there too. And I'll tell you what, and this is going to sound maybe crazy, but the Ravens do not have that sort of scare me that they were that yeah. they had last year, like I I would have said that was the worst matchup was to I, I would have preferred to play the Chiefs last year with how well the Ravens were playing, and this year that, that there's just They're is, there, weird. is there any team that like legitimately frightens you after you see them put 44 up on Seattle and win a game like that?
0: I don't think the Ravens do it.
1: I, don't, the I don't Steelers think certainly don't. don't. Pittsburgh frightens me more than Baltimore. In, I, I in think for them, it's more like... I think Pittsburgh can win multiple
0: ways. As long, if Roethlisberger right. stays healthy, and he it comes out today for me and Rapport, he's got two knee injuries yeah. like, on both knees. So he's going to keep playing, uh, and we'll see if he's able to hold up through the course of the season. I feel like Pittsburgh can win multiple ways, though. If the Bills were to get up on the Ravens, I would partially feel like it's over. Because Baltimore has not shown the ability with Lamar Jackson to come back in football games. They get ahead, and they smother you, and that's how they win. If they get behind, they're in trouble. Pittsburgh, at least with Roethlisberger, Bills get out and had 14 on them in a game. Like, if they do that on Sunday Night Football later in the year, I'm not going to feel like it's over by any means. I'm going to feel like it's still a close game. Sure. So I would put the Steelers above the Ravens for that. But right, like they're weird. Like Lamar Jackson has taken a big step back, especially with his pocket passing. Yeah. Like last year, he was not getting nearly enough credit for his pocket passing because I feel like the rushing was so good that we just kind of, you know, we we under we under talked about the rest of it. This year, the rushing not only has come down, the pocket passing has come way down too. They're still winning games. They're doing it how they do it. They get ahead, they run the football, they play great defense, and you just can't score on them. But. Who, I don't know, who's more likely today to beat Kansas City, the Bills or the Ravens?
1: I think the Bills. I think, think the Bills, too. Because you have to be able to throw the football against Kansas City. And you know what's funny is that, you know, for as much as the Chiefs really, for the most part, dominated that Bills game, the Bills were still in it at the end and were really, uh, you know, a fumble that mm-hmm. looked like it came out um Obviously, it was the right call, but I'm saying we, you know, everyone reacted like mm-hmm. the Bills just took over the ball with just a couple minutes left for the chance to go ahead. Yeah. The Chiefs earlier this year absolutely dominated the Ravens in Baltimore. Did, I'm that was at, never even really a game. I'm looking at Lamar Jack because Mahomes will get his points. He'll get his yards. Exactly. It's just
0: going to happen. We saw it in the Super Bowl last year. San Francisco was a version of what this year's Ravens are. They are going to try to beat you winning 24-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. They are going to, or even less than that. Like, their defense is so good, and they're going to run the football so good, and their quarterback is just going to play well enough. Now, the Ravens were supposed to be something more than that because of Lamar Jackson, you know, his abilities should go way higher than what Jimmy Garoppolo's are. But this year, that's not happening, and they kind of are a version of what San Francisco was last year. And what we saw in the Super Bowl was... I don't care how good your defense is, San Francisco, Kansas City is going to eventually get their points. And they did. And then when they got down, San Francisco couldn't keep up. And I feel like that's what Baltimore is right now. And that's what happened in that game. Baltimore maybe has the best defense in football. Mahomes put up three eighty five and four. Like he's just going to. It's just going to happen. It's I don't care
1: what you're doing defensively. He's going to score. And his right thirty four points. And right now the Ravens don't. Or just yeah. aren't showing they have the offense to keep up. You know what Lamar Jackson did in that game? Didn't he throw for under 100?
0: Yeah. Is that crazy? 15 for 28 for 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you are watching the other quarterback air it out on you, and you've got to start playing catch-up, and your guy gets 97? I'm not here to definitively say I would that Josh Allen is a better quarterback for his career than Lamar Jackson. But the way the two are playing right now, like it's all about the quarterback for me for this. I don't know how you could pick the team with Lamar Jackson being more likely to catch to get Mahomes and the Chiefs than Allen and the Bills. Because yesterday's Josh Allen yesterday's Josh Allen against Kansas City, they're at least in that game to the very end. And yes. I don't know that Lamar Jackson even has Josh Allen's game from yesterday in him.
1: Right. All right. it's so. it's interesting. And uh, to go a little tangent here, sure. I just want to say one thing. So three consecutive wins for the Bills. Two of them would not be considered um, the picture perfect win that Bills fans were hoping for, coming right. off of two consecutive okay. losses. Some ugly wins. Some ugly wins. So you you beat the Jets eighteen to ten, and then you beat the Patriots, right? Yep. So the more and more that I am a fan of the NFL. Uh, just in term of number of games that I watch and, Mm -hmm. you know, even watching a game like the the Steelers-Cowboys game, the more and more I am a believer that the goal on Sunday is to survive in advance. March Madness style, survive in advance. There is a team with NFL players that plays across from you and a team of NFL coaches who, are supposedly the greatest football minds in the world who are game planning against you. If you can win that game, you've done your job. Of course, we'd all like to see Josh Allen throw for 400 yards and score 44 points every single game, but you're still playing Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. You're still playing capable athletes, and the same can be said for the Jets. It's not, you know... (laughs) That's the most you can say about that. That's about the most. They have (laughs) capable athletes and a coach who has a history of success, albeit with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Wow, that was so hard, wasn't it? That was really hard. It's (laughs) tough. But do you see what I'm saying? Like The Bills looked very poor on offense for several weeks, to the point where we were concerned about this team's future and can they uh, this season contend with some of those top-tier teams, and then they go out and throw 44 points up on Seattle and Russell Wilson, and Josh Allen outperforms the what many would consider to be the mvp to this point in the season crazy
0: yesterday was so fun we'll have the rest of the week to talk about it uh can't wait to do that we got to get you to a break though monday night football jets and patriots on the way next on wgr we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof